and welcome to this week's episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast, a podcast where three cool hustlers uh, go down to the pool hall and lose all of their money. <laughs> uh, my name is David. Uh, um, uh, hello, my name's Sam, and well done, Ross. You picked a good movie. Right. <laughs> like a cat the who's learned how to use the toilet. The levels are through the roof, guys. And I'm Ross, and money won is twice as sweet as money earned. Ooh. <laughs> it's another sexy line from this sexy movie. Oh my god. I think I've but only like... ever gambled with, like, literally you, Ross. <laughs> like, literally, I don't think I've ever gambled with anything else. With anyone been... else. I think I won in the end. But it's fine. Oh, shit. I've been in a casino uh, once in my life. From, Did you get from lost? I can remember. No, I didn't. I didn't, no, I didn't play. I didn't he was do there anything. for a safety there. inspection. I was there. I was there. It was some birthday party or something. And I walked in, and I walked in, and there was a guy at the one of the tables who had, I swear to God, like in the movies, he just had a fucking stack, stack of, of chips. fifty pound notes. No, fifty pound notes. Right, he was just thumbing. Wow. <laughs> and a I just you know, drug dealer move. I know, it, and I really, it, it really was a moment of like, well. I think gambling's not for me. <laughs> the idea of just of just like pissing away, you know, I just say, what the fuck? I like to think there was like a quick montage of like Sam picturing himself in like a flashy white suit, a, a red Lambo, women on his arms, and then just immediately destitute. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. No, not for me. That will yeah, flash before my much. eyes. Yeah. Right. So this week, we're going to talk about gambling. Uh, but we watched uh, a Ross recommend, <gasps> The Color of Money from 1986, and boom! I'm actually going to give Ross more credit than you here, Sam. I think Ross actually like has a good breadth of movies which he's seen and enjoyed that are, uh, are good. I think also Ross really enjoys a crap movie, but I think he also knows it's a crap movie, like Bloodsport. Ross knows that's not like a no, fantastic no, Oscar worthy movie. He's shaking movie. his head. Look at you know? it. <laughs> I'm not shaking my head. Don't, don't yeah, but, speak I mean, for him, but you've got Dave. different levels. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but you've got different le- like different tiers of good. You know what I mean? Bloodsport is an enjoyable watch, but you know there's something to sort of take away from a movie like this. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. This is a this is a good. Uh, this is a thinking movie, isn't it? This is what I like about mm. this film. I like the, this film. It presented. A world, and this is, and Scorsese is so good at this. He presented a world, and it just kind of let us jump in, be immersed, you know, like we're playing a video game, completely taken over, and just to witness all the things that are yeah. going on. Like I love that. I love that in this film, and I think it's it's a rare thing where you're kind of. I, I didn't want this to end. I was quite happy to just sit there for three hours, you know, like mm. most Scorsese movies after this, yeah, and just enjoy being in the world of. Uh, of Paul Newman and it's well, a pinnacle like road movie as well of like we're just going around doing things uh, yeah you know for, for me um, I mean it, it was a two hour movie and like you know you could you could easily watch it if I found it goes it went by quite fast and I was going to say I didn't think this was two hours I mean no. I believe you it's I'm not, great. I'm not but, doubting you. But when we were when we were messaging, like, and I'm probably getting ahead of myself. But one of the things I thought about this movie, like watching it now through like a critical lens, I feel like what 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 I, I text you guys saying, like, oh, I feel like it's missing a third act, and that's because it just felt like we were still in the like going through the montage, you know, of like Tom Cruise, he's learning from this guy, and just immediately 
you know, we we've shifted gear. But it's movies nowadays, or uh, every movie I've ever seen apart from this, you know, <laughs> you, you have that, you know, bookend moment. Okay, now this is the bad thing, and now we're about to begin the end bit where things are going to get better. But you don't have that, and you're just along continuously for the ride, wanting to see where it goes. Yeah, it's it's kind of one of those movies though where um like it's it's not really interested in I would say making some grand, you know, no one's rushing to the airport at the end of this movie. I can't think why there would be, but you know, like there's no there's no big like movie conclusion here. Yeah. Uh and I was quite surprised when it just the way it ended. Let's talk about the mm. ending first because that's that's a great way to start. Like the way that he um that um Paul Newman just Newman. says I'm back like as he's as he's you know, to, about to break on the pool table, and I thought, and it just ended, and I was a bit like, "Huh, is that it?" Yeah. But then also, like, yeah, that's kind of the perfect way to do it because then, guess what? The characters are just going to go on doing their thing, and there's the no lights. like, and he's get shot in an alley, and he's dead, and Tom Cruise thinks, "Oh, I wish he wasn't dead." <laughs> and, you know, do you know what I mean? I think actually, I was of all the ways it. they could have ended this, I think this was the best best way. Yeah, it's a low stakes movie as well, isn't it? And that's the other thing that we for a high stakes gambling film, yes. Yeah, but but really, they're not going up against the mob. You know, they're not going in there like the the worst thing that's going to happen is that they're going to get kicked out of Atlantic City, or they or they're not going to be able to go around these these pool halls because they're too notorious. Like it doesn't really matter. None of this matters. But it's a great slice. It's a great snapshot of the world that I've never, you know, I wouldn't have known about, or that, you know, is just far too depressing to get into, which I think most Paul halls I've ever been to. But <laughs> been unfortunately, like, look at these wankers we, with their own we, cues, we which are, I love are, this film. We mentioned. are going to get into this. We are going to get into this CD, and I, I think this is the most pure version of CD because this is just like there's nothing sexy about these pool halls. Should, like, should we have the, a and, synopsis? And again. Yes, we probably should have a synopsis. <laughs> so Damn. people know what we're talking about. <laughs> people, pe- we people, people, the movie. So fat in 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 the color of money. Fast Eddie Felson teaches a cocky but immensely talented protege the ropes of pool hustling, which in turn inspires him to make an unlikely comeback. Now that is an interesting synopsis, and well done whoever wrote that IMDb because there's a question here about tra- you don't get that from the trailer at all. You no, and you don't be a hustling movie through and through, and and you don't get it from the first half of the movie either. And I no. think that the 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 thing, the, the bit I'm interested in there, there though is the comeback. Is the comeback from Paul Newman, uh, Paul Newman's character, and that's you. You think this movie is going to be about? It's a young upstart uh, lawyer slash pilot slash pool player, like <laughs> as we've seen in other Tom Cruise movies. And he's going to break into the, and we're going to we're going to learn with him as he gets, and he's going to have some mentor that's going to be there, and then he's going to fuck off, and we're going to be focused on. But actually, the film really turns, and the film is basically about Paul Newman. That's that's the interesting stuff, and it's and it's how um, uh, Cruz's character and uh, uh, Mary Mary Elizabeth Mastroni's character bounce off his existence. Like he is he is the gravity that's pulling everything around there, and I think mm-hmm. that's a different. That's a different movie than I thought it was going to be, and even after forty minutes, I wasn't really expecting it to be about him. Well, I guess it's like um, it's funny, isn't it? Because Paul Newman, obviously, rest in peace. Uh, like, <laughs> I, I'm respectful of, of it. 
I was going to say rest in peace, dickhead. I thought that's a bit rude. Oh, I was going to say, um, what's Paul Newman done to you? Go on, like you know, game nothing, respect. Nothing, game. No, I have nothing against Paul Newman. There's somewhere now, in between, Dave. There's respectful and there insulting. really is no, there is no, no in between. You either fucking hate someone or you think they're all right. Those are the two. Those are the two extremes. Um, strong. That's the a highest strong height tip. and the lowest low. Um, Paul I Newman, like. I think, is like a much more of an actor of our like our grandparents' generation. Yeah, yes. um, yeah. literally, yeah. Like literally, I don't know. He had like, like that bit of a sort of Paul Newman renaissance in the eighties, um, but like ultimately he was in his sixties then, and so his career is much more like the fifty, the forties, and the fifties and the sixties. Um, so you watch this movie, yeah, exactly. You watch this movie, and you know Tom Cruise is you know still the biggest actor in the world in a lot of ways. Um, pretty much any metric you want to measure it by, like highest paid, whatever, like most recognisable. So the fact that Tom Cruise is in this pretty early in his career is kind of like uh, serves now watching it is to be a like, bit of a distraction almost because you think it's going to be, like you said, Sam, you think it's going to be Tom Cruise learning the ropes, Tom Cruise learning a lesson, like Tom Cruise having a mentor. And it's kind of not. This is the Paul Newman show from beginning to end, uh, which I think is a real strength of the movie, isn't it? It is. He's nodding. Yes. What, what do you think? What do you yes think on of, an audio podcast? I'm, I'm, I'm letting Ross uh, take the floor. Ross, share your thoughts. Um, I'm, well, you know that's a typical. I wasn't listening to what Dave was no, saying. No, I, re- I literally no, no, was genuinely. listening to what you were saying. I was pausing because I've spoken a lot. Now we're talking. Now we're. I, now I didn't talk because making. you addressed some, or at least I thought you did. Was I wrong with that? This is great podcasting, guys. Yeah, this is the group I addressed. <laughs> I addressed just- the group. I was oh, saying, I right, think, next time I we'll... think, I think that Paul Newman, the movie being about Paul Newman, is a real strength. Oh right, right. right. <laughs> so, um, one one of the things, I mean, uh, yeah, of course he's absolutely he's a strength. I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? Was... Well, the thing is, I'm trying to get my thoughts straight now, but the strength the of him pressure. is because I remember him being like the cool dude back when I watched this when I was like nine years old. And none of that was lost. Like, how many times have we watched a movie in past episodes where we like, watched a movie from our childhood and you're like, oh, this is a bit shit. Where Newman loses none of that. And he is that classic, like, known grifter, but he's, like, respected as well. And it's, like, you know, he's the sort of guy, like, I want Paul Newman to be my dad. You know, he's so smooth. I, I oh, wish. <clears throat> yeah, I want him to teach me how to shave. You know, uh, how to, how to, you know, yeah, pick out too. a good whiskey. I'm, I'm struggling here. I am <laughs> proud of you, Ross. <laughs> Says um, Paul Newman. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> and I did confuse him for Burt Reynolds last week, don't forget. Um, but it's one of the things I think that's a fair cop, same Ross, spectrum. because of the moustache in this It's movie. on the spectrum, definitely. Mm. And, and one of the things um, you, you mentioned as well, Sam, was like, oh, it's all about dads again. And yeah, and it it absolutely is, but it's that it's that classic sort of setup, isn't it? Like you got the experienced guy with the young up and coming upstart, but it comes out of nowhere, and everything about him is velvet smooth. Like, and one of the things that we saw as well, like you know, when when you see the turn and Paul Newman's making his comeback, and you think, did he? At what point was this planned? At what point did he fucking pull one over on them? And I'm talking about less about Newman and more about the character, but the two are so sort of like interchangeable because he lives that character, and it's just so smooth. Like the only thing, I, the only other thing I know Paul Newman from was the movie Cars, where he plays Doc Hudson. But and it's that same sort of, it's that same personality, man. Very smooth, different performance. Experience, well, a different performance, but it's 
again it's smooth it's it's, it's like it's like that. alec guinness being pissed off that everyone knows him from star wars it's like <laughs> this is an actor with it and what he's known for is some shitty science fiction movie yeah. poor poor but paul lumen it all it cars it's mm. we'll get into that i'm sure later but it's it's the gravitas of paul newman in this movie where i yep. think that especially especially i think in comparison to tom cruise who again like i think that partly because of the way that cinema was and the types of films we were making in the 50s and the 60s but like i don't think a lot of the leading men of of tom cruise's generation have anywhere approaching this level of like gravitas i mean Mm -hmm. tom cruise especially who i think has done some great movies really influential movies he's a bit too shit-eating and he's in that 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 era of actors where their performance on screen is kind of a bit too much it's a bit too winky it's a bit too like I know I'm an actor and I'm doing a performance. Whereas I think Paul Newman's much more of that older school of Hollywood where he's very much like a a stage actor in a lot of ways in these movies. Like he's really living in this role and not not like Heath Ledger fucking, you know, going method and living in a sewer to be the Joker or whatever the Christ he's doing. um, He's dead right now. Not too much. And Christy Welch living in a sewer again, um, and Christian Bale fucking losing like fourteen stones to do a role, and it's like <laughs> nobody asked you to do that, Christian. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's and I think having Paul Newman in this role in a talkie, there's not a lot of there's no CGI in this a movie. Talkie. Like it is a talkie. This is a talkie of a movie, and I don't mean that in the like <laughs> silent movie so talk, talkie old. sense. <laughs> yeah. But like it's a it, it this could be accused, and I'm certain that lots of people would. I didn't look into the uh, the reviews on um, IMDb, but I'm certain that a lot of them are accusing this of being really slow. But like, there's not loads of action. There's not loads of like sexy love triangles. There's it's it's just pool. They're just playing pool. It's a really competently shot, really well written, really really like really well acted film about this old dude getting back into playing pool. Is basically the plot of this movie, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, can you imagine? Definitely. Name a. Can you imagine Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. doing this movie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course um, not. The drinking, and let's not forget. Them, let's, yeah. let's not forget that um, Newman played the same role in The, the Hustler, Hustler, a 1961 yeah. Yeah, movie. So that's interesting, uh, which I haven't as well. seen. No, I, uh, I, I'd, I'd quite I did like look to. into. I did look into the plot summary because he kind of alludes to it in this movie where this is kind of like a wasn't envisaged as a sequel by Scorsese. We haven't even mentioned that Scorsese uh, directed it, uh, as <laughs> if that's not important. Um, but it wasn't envisaged as like a direct sequel to that movie as a movie, but it is based on the, the book that's a sequel to the book that the other movie is based but he's, on. But, but, but Newman is playing Eddie, List, uh, Eddie Lister. Yeah, so in the, in the Hustler, which again, none of us have seen, uh, I did almost watch it today, but I thought I, that would make me do that thing where I, I'm... Eddie Felsen, excuse me. Eddie Felsen. Yeah. Eddie, yeah. Eddie Lister used um, to work in uh, Down Street. Anyway, so uh, yeah, he's playing Eddie Lister, but Eddie, Eddie but in Felsen the first movie, is young, and he's trying exactly, to break yeah. in. Yeah, like he's the Tom Cruise character. Yes. Um, and I think that movie ends, it's confusing, because in this movie, um, he, Newman's making out like... You know, almost like some gangsters took him out back and broke his legs for like hustling mm. pool. In the the hustler, apparently at the end of the movie, he's just like they threaten to fuck him up if he ever comes near a pool hall again. And then that's the sort of like that's why he never hustled again because like, you know, the the, the bad people were like, don't hustle. Yeah. Um. And and that's fine again because it's not a direct <clears throat> sequel, but it's interesting. And I bet like if you were a fan of the hustler, 
I bet this was like a really cool um, revisiting of that Expanded character. universe. See, yeah. see, for me, that, that, yeah, that before was one of they the existed. Things, that was one of the things um, that you brought up, Dave, you know, where he was sort of like, quote unquote, retired. And, and, and that's the term he used because he doesn't actually say what happened to him. But he just said, you know, when they ask him, you know, why aren't you playing pool? And he goes out. He says, uh, he says, I was out of the race before I was ever. And he says, you know, I was retired early. And then I remember when I was watching that when I was younger. And then you later have the scene then where he's, you know, getting his eyes examined and he's get glasses again. <laughs> I thought he, you know, people beat him up and damaged his eye or something. And that was one of the things I think you said at Sam, where basically like, there's so much in this movie like that's unsaid, and it's completely acceptable, like to fill in the gaps yourself, um, and Would so you... much so then go on. Sorry, go on. Finish point. I, I was going to say, and so much so then, and that's what I mean. Where I started like questioning then at what point because the movie lets you interpret so much and and take so much in. That's what I, I got to the point then. Like at what point did Eddie plan? Do you know what I mean? To actually go, no, you know what? I'm going to make my comeback. Because it wasn't, it was before that Forrest Whitaker thing. And I'm trying to think, was it after when he, like, did he suddenly realise that Vince, who Tom Cruise was playing, will not listen, no matter how many heart-to-hearts he has. And it's when he's playing that guy who he eventually plays, you know, in, in Atlantic City, where he's like, oh, it's like a bad dream, isn't it? And I'm thinking, is it that point? Or is it even earlier? Or was this the plan the whole time? Like, back it's- when they were in, like... Yeah, he kind of says he kind of tells us like when you think back on the movie, you don't notice it at the time, but Eddie tell the the Eddie character kind of tells he sets out everything that's going to happen. So he talks about when he's trying to get Tom Cruise to go on the road. He says to him, he says, "You make you excite me. You make me excited to go and hustle pool. I haven't been excited to go and hustle pool." He says, "You're beautiful." He says that really early on. Go on, Mm -hmm. Sam. He says, "He says you're beautiful." You know, like yeah, and and it's it's that. It's that thing about this film is it is about it's about aging, isn't it? It's about father and sons. It's about trying to find your mojo again, <clears throat> baby. And it's also about like having uh, having to 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 accept the fact that you're not the person that you used to be. And I think like one of the criticisms of this film, you could maybe say, is like, God, is this a old white guy movie? You know. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Aren't what are you all? talking about? Forrest Whitaker's in it. <laughs> and, I, and I'll tell you what, I bet it's this really Forrest Whitaker, I bet he's going home and fucking his wife. I bet his wife has no problem. She's like, you made loads of money at the pool. Jesus Fantastic. Got to give us a little bit of context for that, Dave. I think maybe, no, in fact, well, just go back, and back to our phone booth, our, phone and, booth episode. And um, Bloodsport, which Forrest Whitaker's also in. He's Whitaker is like man. we actually he's had this the patron conversation. saint of the imaginary movie podcast. Yeah, we had this. Yes. Co- remember, we were talking about how oh, what was it where like actually Forrest Whitaker is like the same character through all the movies he plays. He's an undercover like detective, and this time he was investigating pool hustling in in the color of money. Later on, yeah. then he gets promoted and he goes to rep- apprehend Frank Ducks from a for from some a legal blood sport in Hong Kong, <laughs> and then <Yeah>. hostage negotiation <laughs> with the uh, Colin. <laughs> Colin Farrell. Oh my and you see my all, point. You see all the seeds of why this guy's marriage fell apart. I'm just exactly. saying. Exactly. He's just committed. Really he's too do. committed to the job. Yeah. My point though is that I think actually when, <laughs> I, I, as I watch this and as you're in, as I'm in my, you know, I'm in my in my mid thirties, and this you were the stage of your life where you're not. I'm not Paul Newman's age, but you know, you're like, you like there's there's, <laughs> there's an 
there's an introspection. What the fuck is your point here, Sam? Well, I'm not Paul Newman's age, and I'm not the age he was when he was young either. But I'm 35, and that's somehow important. What I'm saying is that it's a mo- it's a movie that demands introspection. It demands you to be empathising with what he's going through, and like that's a. I think mm. it's a. I really enjoyed that, but I can imagine. I can imagine coming to this movie if you were not an old white guy, you know, or if you're if you're a, w- a woman watching this and going fucking stop being such a baby like for the love of god and and actually this film is just full of patient patient women who are having to wait around pool halls while these men have midlife crises well like it is well there are there are three women in this movie just like yes be, and what do they all here. do yeah there's Paul Newman's girlfriend, there's Tom Cruise's girlfriend, and there's the woman um, that Paul Newman beats in pool. That's it. Oh, yeah. So they're all they're all hanging around pool. And, and especially, I think, um, especially uh, Cruise's, um, what's the character's name? Uh, Carmen, by uh, necessarily. She is, she, she, she doesn't have a lot to do, but she what she does have to do is quite important. But it's all there to serve like, it's all about the men, yeah. The men, and and this, I think, so that I'm just going to put that out there because I think I would, I really love this as a straight white guy, yeah. But I can imagine there being a bit of a like, what are we doing here <laughs> yeah. thing from anyone I, I, else? I, but, but again, even with even with uh, car, the character Carmen, like Sam, that w- what you said as well it kept resonating with me, and I kept like inspecting certain things, and like when you look at Carmen's character, like when she's talking to Eddie Felson. <clears throat> after they first meet and she was giving him her backstory of how her and uh, Tom Cruise um, uh, Vince met and basically you know her and her prior boyfriend was robbing the house and she was still wearing her uh, her husband thing and, and the ex-boyfriend was an asshole blah 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 and that's what she was with Tom Cruise fast forward then to near the end of the movie yeah. and Tom Cruise's character has made a full like he's made a full transition now where he's confident he knows how to work people how to con them and then he's actually like giving Carmen a hard time because they, he he feels they could have made more money out of a out of a out of a mark. And for me, again, I might be reading too much into it, but I sort of see that now where she's going, she's falling back into that that old repetition where like she's being people who potentially aren't very good for her, you know, mm. or or you know, and, and you have those habits. And and the movie is just letting you interpret that. Yes. That, you go back yes. to that point. You, it's, a, it's such an important point. You're not given any of this in dialogue or very little mm. of it. You get a little bit at the start where um, where uh, Newman says to Cruz, she's she's le- she's going to leave you. She's getting bored. Like She's yeah. not interested in you unless you... And that's a lot of his drive is he wants to impress his girlfriend and all that stuff. But then an important point later on is when... Newman says, I'm done, I'm out, I'm gone, and ha- tries to give them the money. And Cruz says, I don't want your fucking money. You know, I'm gone. I, I, you just go, that's yeah. fine. Who, get, who, who, is, who is the brains? Who is the intelligent one yeah. in this? She takes the money because she knows that he, they need it. Yeah, that they at that it. time, she is definitely the brains. But that's what I'm saying as well. And then you go to the it, end of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's such, it's such say, a good transition. I think the she's the brains throughout because... Cruz is like almost unforgivably his character is almost unforgivably stupid in this movie and the whole movie kind of hinges on that um, I, I like, agree he's obviously yeah. playing it he's playing it in that cruisy way where he's mm. spinning the pool cue and that's like that is vintage Cruz you remember um, A Few Good Men Sam 
like when mm. he's doing the same thing with that baseball bat. That is Cruz. Like I'm, I'm the coolest fucking guy in the world. His whole thing. Um, but like in any other situation, he's really quite stupid. Like it takes half the movie for Newman to convince him that, like, he'll never hustle pool well if he just goes in there and like mm. plays the best game of pool he's ever played. Like it's kind of the inverse where Paul Newman wants to be. He wants to be the version of Tom Cruise that just wants to win. Like, I didn't take away from this that Newman wants to become a hustler again so much as he just wants to be able to play pool well again, if, if you know what I mean. Well, he yeah. wants to win, but, he? he? wants to be relevant. Exactly, relevant. Um, like, getting back to that bygone era. But the Cruise character, because of, like, the plot demands it to a certain extent, and I guess his character as well, like, it takes him ages to figure that out. I think Carmen is much much cleverer than him she realizes really early on that they need eddie they need uh paul newman because obviously he knows the circuits he knows how to like I said, read people and that's something that Cruz obviously can't do he needs somebody to be like that's a mark that's not a mark and Cruz really proud of himself for winning go on ross no no i i agree with 90 percent of what you're saying and that you know that intelligence wise he, he doesn't become a mastermind no no but yes in that he becomes what the metamorphosis you see is he becomes so much more better at the con and at pool and at how to uh, what what is it Newman says human moves and he becomes human a moves. master at that where even better so than Carmen and that's why I think he's given her the, the the sort of the hard time in that scene we're talking about but even more so because he has this newfound self assuredness not even confidence because he's always confident about his abilities but this self assuredness now where he's basically now he's chastising her and the sort of and the power dynamic between the two, I think, shifts somewhat. And you see that for a little bit where, you know, when he's chastising her, we could have got him up to 175. or And she, and, and she's looking down at the ground, you know, eyes averted, no eye contact. Um, th- th- that's what I mean. I think I, th- I think the power dynamic shifts. Intelligence, yeah, he's still thick as pig shit. But he's, he's, he's got better. I just better. think it's the way that, it's the way that he's played um, mm. a lot in this movie. And obviously he's more... Um, what's the word like impetuous there's the scene yeah. where he wants to beat the shit out of Paul Newman because he's been feeling up his girlfriend and it's like all of that where he all of these scenes and all of these like plot movements kind of rely on the Tom Cruise character being quite maybe naive is the word maybe not stupid yeah but, but like very but that's naive what they're portraying that, that he's that he has yeah, yeah. he has raw talent I took I took the end because basically Tom Cruise starts this movie out as he's this guy who he wants to be the best at something and obviously video games he wants to be the best at video games that i got a chuckle out of that yeah. I'm like you fucking come back in 30 years mate when you're old and fucked yeah um it's too late for you old man but, um, but 30 years later he could be a successful youtube streamer with all that charisma oh like, stop you know, exactly. and that hair good lord the let's hair. circle back to the hair we'll circle oh. can we circle back to the hair in general because i have a lot about the hair um, i have a lot of notes <laughs> but the naivety and so he wants to be the best at something so he's not in that he's in that pool hall winning money because like he loves to play pool and he, more importantly, he loves to win and be the best at something. And it just happens that they're beating the shit out of uh, Paul Turturro. Again, in this movie, fantastic. Um, but then as he goes on and he learns, the game then switches from like the thing he's best at is no longer pool, it's hustling. And we see that transformation in the movie. Yes. The moment, obviously, when he loses to that, that, that big time money player, uh, when he uh, uh, chooses to lose uh, and you get the big celebration, like... That's the big switching moment for him. And then we see him at the end where obviously we haven't seen him for a few weeks. 
months or whatever and he's in the fucking like douchebag suit and he's got his hair is somehow even bigger again well, well done hair, hair. hair and wardrobe you did a good um, job <laughs> really like so much bigger it's just taller anyway at some back point to the, the, hair. the human neck can only take so much weight and the amount of hairspray <laughs> that must be in that <laughs> like Marge Simpson um and what I took, Ross, from this scene with Carmen at the end, because I do think this is a really pivotal scene in their relationship, what I took wasn't so much that he's cleverer than her, because I actually think that... I still think she's... it. The, what the movie's telling you in that situation is that she's right that this guy only had 1,500, but Tom Cruise just needs to, like, needs to be winning. And because she's, like, got the power in that situation where she said 1,500 and she's doing the negotiation... Like, that's why he's pissed. It's not because she's wrong. It's because it's not something he's directly doing. And I thought that was what that was saying. But again, it's all open to interpretation, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. And, and, and it, but it's about control, isn't it? That's that's what I think the theme of this movie, and I love movies where we get to talk about what the themes are. It's so rare that we end up doing that. We we get to talk about the, the we theme talk about of this. Jean-Claude Van Damme films don't have the strong theme themes. The theme is yeah. buttocks. <laughs> the theme is uh, the splits. Yes. But, but, but... The theme of this, I think, is about control, isn't it? It's like you want to be controlling your destiny. And actually, <clears throat> again, go back to your, you know, intersectional lens. You, you, I think at the end of this movie, Tom Cruise has turned into a bit of a dickhead. He's controlling. A bit. He's, yeah. he's controlling um, his girlfriend. He's controlling Carmen. And, and, and you can see the you can see that mirrored at the start at the, early in the movie with Newman who's doing the same thing like mm-hmm. there's a there's a hierarchy here the bit where she is in her underwear you know or, or, or opens the door and she, you know she's barely dressed and she's lying in her underwear and then Newman you know he's he's not you know he's obviously attracted to her but he's he's also i think he's more focused on the end game you know well, it's human moves, Sam. He he knows what this is. He knows he's, he's 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 been there. But he's he he you know he goes he he says I'm not your daddy. I'm not your boyfriend. Yeah. We I we're gonna we, but we're together. We're business partners. Get this yeah. Like and that's it's because and he does this because he knows he's being played. Like you exactly, said, exactly. And she is playing him because and she's even said in her backstory is like she's with Cruz. She's with Vince. Because he's naive, because she can pull the strings, like, and she doesn't come out and say that, but that's the, the, you know, the implication really, isn't it? Is that this is a man, and you know, whatever, that she can have a lot of influence over, and she does throughout this movie, and she's trying to do the same thing with Paul Newman. Mm-hmm. Paul Newman does that like nineteen fifties fucking leading man thing and beats this woman up. Basically. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, I did like, think watching this, I was like, oh, oh my god, Sam and Dave are gonna go through me for a show. Oh god, no. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what? I think it's a really effective scene. I think it's more effective than if he had hit her. I yes. know you're shaking your head, Sam. I don't no, know I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. 100%. It's the classic shaking your head in agreement. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> right, now, now, all the time. He now just goes, nodding, you fuck. Um, but, like, it's a really effective scene because it's like... <laughs> do you know what it seems to me? Is that Paul Newman's read this situation. He knows how to deal with it, right? And he knows that the quickest and the easiest way to deal with this is just 
you grab this woman and shake her and just Cut say, listen, this is how it is. And it's really effective because you do not expect him to do it. You expect them to continue to have this repartee, this kind of like, you know, because there's an Cut earlier most. scene where she's having a shower and she's left the door with a mirror on it open. And yeah. he's like, listen, you don't fucking answer the door in no clothes. You don't fucking leave that door open when you're having a shower. Like, like you said, like you said, Sam, I'm not your daddy and I'm not your boyfriend. And maybe one of the more powerful scenes in the movie, really, and like mm-hmm. kind of sets their relationship, I think, as... Maybe not equals, but certainly on a more equal footing than they had been. But, but all the way to the end of the movie, there's a rapport there. And, and and it's also about what are they there to do? They're there to try and manipulate Tom Cruise. They're there yeah. to try and he, and, and he even says he's the cash cow. Yep, yeah, he's the cash cow. And the bit and, the bit the bit later on when he's um I can't remember exactly the scene, but she basically in the middle of the game walks over. You know, and, and kind of oh like, yeah, you know, with, the, with that just, guy, I can't remember his name, but he's like, oh, it's like a bad dream, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah. I, I can I can remember the line. Do you want to hear it? Is yeah. it the bit where she goes over and tells him to lose? Yeah. Yes. And she basically says, like, uh, you win one more game, and you're going to be humping that fist for a long time. And then she walks <laughs> oh, away. <laughs> I'm aroused. <laughs> hey, hey. Tell you what, God, if the podcast again, doesn't work like, out, there's always ASMR for you, Dave. The writing, <laughs> Dave, is only so fans punchy and the performance because you can see tom cruise you can almost see his dick out of frame being like yikes but that is that is her and this is great filmmaking set up and payoff that is her doing her job this is what paul newman talks about you see the look between the two of them right after that then where she exactly she gives him the nod and she no no she she doesn't look particularly happy about it she doesn't look like she it's not it's not a nod it's a all right is that enough? Yes, yes. You know, she's, I'm doing my bit. She, yeah. and, 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 and I, I understand. I think, yeah, that I that I think is a great, great scene. It's a great scene. Mm. Now, you can, again, let's go back to the the the, uh, the theme. Control, manipulation, and I think we get to see that all throughout the arcs of these three characters. And all of them have really, really substantial, well-developed arcs. But you see their you see their movement from having control, having power, to losing it, mm-hmm. and it starts off. You know, Cruz doesn't have much power, doesn't have much influence, and then he gains it, and it goes the opposite way for um, for Carmen. And then Newman, that's the ultimate thing: is that he kind of accepts that he doesn't have any power anymore, and he's happy. Like when yeah. he when he says, you know, at the end, I'm gonna. Um, Cruz says, I'm going to beat you. And I'll he beat says, you in well, Dallas. And if I don't beat you in yeah, Dallas, I'll, I'll beat you a month later in New Orleans. I'll play you again. I'll play it again. Play it again. Yeah. And it's like, and he's happy to lose. He do, He's happy to not have control. That's that's how I read it, in that he's, he's almost accepted the fact, because he's got his nice new girlfriend who's going to go to the Bahamas with, you know... And Can that's I, a that's a great that's a great arc. His new I old girlfriend. So. I find that a little sort of <laughs> sub sort of set of a story between those two. I find that quite endearing, because at the start of this movie, I don't remember her. Do you know what I mean? From when I watched it originally when I was younger, but on watching this time, I thought, given what I knew about the movie and given you know Paul Newman being so smooth, I thought it was just a woman. He was hustling to buy this bootleg whiskey, and that it was fine. And then she's in it a bit more, and it's like okay, it's a bit of arm candy for him, but like. And then you have that phone call where he's, where he's staying in Atlantic City, he's playing, and he's like, you know, I want you to come see me, you know. And I started to get the thing like, this guy has genuine feelings and and you know, a genuine attachment to this woman, and and I, I quite like that she was like there at the end with him too, 
Although it was, like you say, Sam, a lot of women <laughs> waiting around on men. <laughs> but I think just her and Carmen, like, watching them like play pool. pool. I just yeah. don't like pool. I think, I think it's an important character. Like, I see what you mean, Ross. I think it's an important character to ground Newman, especially in the yes. end of the movie. He kind of needs, yeah. like... It's essential. He needs someone in the hotel room to drink champagne with, basically. I think this woman is criminally underwritten. Like... Mm. <laughs> Um, yeah, because yeah. she does exist just yeah. to be like, you know, they Janelle basically. I, someone probably Helen said, yeah. "Yeah, yeah, you're 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 absolutely right, Dave." Someone probably said, "Like maybe we could do with a, a second woman in this movie." What if we had a Which chick something for directors say, it, "Huh?" <laughs> you just made executive producer. <laughs> yeah, um, but like I think it's an important. She's an important plot device, but I think that maybe, and I don't know how you would expand this role really. Um, because her agency is like, she's buying shit from Paul Newman. She's fucking Paul Newman. Uh, then she's fallen out with Paul Newman, and then at the end of the movie, she's like, "Well, after all that, now you've got some glasses and you've got your mojo back." Like, yes, I'm. Mo- I, I've literally, so- I've fucking given up my lease on my flat. We're moving in together. Hadn't confirmed that, but I believe. Then we're going to the Bahamas. But first, I'm going to come to Atlantic City and watch you throw your life away or whatever we're doing. You know, Atlantic City. <laughs> All my stuff's like, in boxes. Why on earth would you do that? <laughs> what? I just said come to Atlantic City. I've been what away are you doing? For six months. <laughs> Jesus. Where are we living? Do I look stable to you? <laughs> look at these glasses. These are glasses. <laughs> again, I'm fucking blind. Again, I've got five games the, left in me. Tops. And you need this woman to exist to like be a plot fulcrum, but I really don't think she's anything more than that, and and I think it's a shame. But but what we're talking about is the is the um, the influence of that character on Paul Newman again. This is a white guy to movie for the whole movie. No, no, but what, no, no. What I mean is the, is that the the reason at the end that he decides that he's actually all right is because he's got Janelle and he's happy with that, and he doesn't, and he almost doesn't need to be chasing the high of hustling pool which is again i would like to talk about just the, the the low the low stakes of this movie really again we are talking about people making you know not tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> we're, talk, we're talking i want to talk about actually before we talk about this i want to talk about pool a little bit um because we were never like you know pool sharks uh you know lacking of talent and also talent um drive but we used to we played a lot of pool when we met. We did, you know. We did. Um, and like, so the Remember type that of pub? pool they're playing in this movie is very interesting. And it took me like most of the movie to really figure out what the rules were. I had to Google it afterwards because I was like, "Oh, good, I'm glad you did really that." Tell us, like, all the pools trick shots. So it's nine ball. So you've got nine balls. So the way they set it up is that number one ball goes at the front, the number nine goes in the middle, the rest of the balls are random. Um, and obviously, like Paul Newman tells us, like, and there's a voiceover from somebody else, I think, uh, early on as well. Like, you've got to pot the balls from one to nine. Um, but that what confused me because obviously you see them potting the nine ball with loads of balls left on the table throughout this movie. What they can actually do, you if you pot the nine ball, you win as long as it's a legal pot. And by that, I mean that if you pot the nine ball and another ball as long as you've hit the ball that was the next number up that's a legal pot that's fine so on okay (laughs) sam's brain just leaked out of his nose (laughs) it did Um, it's late but i'm with you so right so if i hit the cue ball into the number one right okay and the number one knocks two three even eight balls into the pockets 
that's a legal move because I had to hit that number one ball. Okay, so how are you skipping to number nine then? If you hit, if you if you pot number nine off the break, as long as it's as long as you've hit that number one ball first with the cue ball, like you've won. That's All the right. game. Mm. Um, so that's why you get some of these trick shots where, and again, like I think the 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 pool in this is really lovingly shot, um, but it kind of adds a new um, dimension to it. Yeah. Um, and also, American pool tables are much bigger, and the balls are different, and our pool's a bit well, the, shit in comparison. The pool, the, the, the pool tables that we have played, I remember we, we we all went to university together. The and, mini golf um, pool tables, yes, I remember. That. <laughs> and and we the, the we had the pub that was right next to where we uh, our halls. And what was the name of the pub? I can't remember. What it was it's called, called the Joiners Arms. The Joiners Arms. Google it if it still exists. Uh, I'll be I guarantee you it does, Sam, and I guarantee you none of the people in there have changed. <laughs> Everything's arms. the same. So, uh, but we, we used we used to go in, and why did we go to this place? What was so the, the pop draw? quiz? No, uh, no, no, no. I no, no, no hold on, was. hold on, it hold was... on. Was it? Was it? Was it? The uh, fantastic selection of craft ales on tap. No. Was it the amazing atmosphere and uh, just the buzz? No. Was it the people that you could chat to with enlightening conversation? Absolutely not. It was the fact that it was 20p ago for the full table. Uh, 20, false 20 news. P. False news. It was two 20p's. Oh, was it? Okay, 40 It p. was 40 pence. <laughs> That's still That's twice what deal. Sam said. Sam, it you're is, the hustler. But it was 10, it was 10 pence cheaper than the Globe, which was the pub down the road. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And and, and that's, that's why I think that's why we got into Paul. Now, I do remember a couple of occasions... You and our, and and Joe dragging me to some fucking industrial estate to go to a pool hall where we had just the full I, what I what I consider the full kit wankers of the of the pool um, <laughs> of the pool world, which is people with their own cues. I mean, come on, and and I love I've already mentioned it, but I, I just I, I love Balabushka. The well, the ba- no, you're not bringing it inside. Put it back in the car. <laughs> if anyone sees you that, you're gonna, you're this. No one's gonna play no you. No one's gonna come near you. Yeah. You, they know you're a full kit wanker of the pool world, <laughs> and it's, and it's just a, it's just a brilliant. But I, I, I think there is, there is something about like, the seediness of, just mm. of of pool is is because it's all about drinking. I mean, and I, I'm I'm going to be honest. I, watching this, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Sam, but watching this and seeing some of the pool hall scenes. It really wanted me like just to, to like like have an old fashioned and light up a cigarette and go. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I was drinking whiskey. I, I was, I was like, I need more whiskey. I need more whiskey. <laughs> I remember pool. I remember some pool halls growing up. There's a working men's club down the road, or when we were, from where we lived when we were kids. Um, we went once or twice with my dad and my uncle um, to watch them play pool, yeah. and it was the most disgusting. Mm. smelliest most <laughs> you could mm. cut the smoke with a knife mm. like sort of place mm. there were ashtrays everywhere like stale beer oh, old sweaty yeah. men and like i've been in since by the way after a few after a family member's funeral it's exactly the same just sand smoke now so you, all you can smell is the filth it, um, it, it just reminds me as well like of a story like because you know, obviously, the, like across the whole EU, and you know, it's grown ever larger. But the, you know, there's a smoking ban in place now. But back where, but I think we're talking like 2006, 2007. The smoking ban actually came to Ireland first before it hit the the UK. Uh, 
and when it hit Ireland, you know, we're all drinking, you know, in pubs and smoking fags. You couldn't, you couldn't smoke anymore. So then you had to go outside, and it's fucking cold. And this is before it became the norm. You're like, fuck this. And then because I live so close to the border, what we'd do is we'd go across the border and we'd go into the Black Cat, and I go, and we go, oh, pint of pint of Magners or you know, oh, pint of pint of Carlsberg, and you go, and you go, ah, yeah, that's that's just the inside smoke. Who said that? I can't see you because they're so fucking murky. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? It's all about camaraderie. We don't care. We come in together. We'll probably leave together. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Ah, cancer. You know what I mean? And just, oh, it yeah, was and pubs used to be like that. I remember um, the joiner that's talking about smoking for just a second. Smoke. Smoke. Um, <laughs> Marlboro, give us money. The joiners. We were in there one night playing pool again because it was just over the road and it was dirt cheap. And we'd go in and get a pint each and then fucking spend like 15 minutes. Oh, they must on the have hated table. us. They must have hated us. We'll circle back because I've got a story about actual pool sharks in that, that pub. Um, <laughs> but we were just in there one night and they had this really shit, like sort of outside sort of inside like smoking area with like a heat lamp that was essentially yeah. just a sealed box that but fucking was, like tasted a fact it was it was quite ahead of its time wasn't it because the smoking ban was you know like not that recent well, well yeah well there was, was a reason for it is because everyone in there was eighty thousand years old i remember being in there one night we're just playing <laughs> pool and this woman just lights up and starts smoking at the table yeah everyone in the pub this was Two, about 2009 maybe 2007 the pub turns around no, no, the, the, this was when it happened. No, no, the story of the smoking ban was 2007, so we're like yeah, two, yeah, a year yeah. or two in, yeah. But like long enough that it, it'd become normalised not smoking in pubs, but not mm-hmm. so long that if you were in to your break 70s a habit. or 80s. Yeah. Like, so she just lit up and started smoking, and we're all... Anyway, she's chatting away, and then it took her a minute to realise that she's looking around, and I was like, why the fuck's everyone looking at me? And someone just goes, Pat, you can't fucking smoke in here. And she was like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Like they look at their hands. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> Smoking in smoke. pubs. Smoking in pubs. You know, now, well, now all you can on, smell honestly, is the farts. Honestly, like, that's like, how it like, works. like joking aside, all you can smell now. There is something to be said. Hang on, Dave. There is something to be said for like taking that, like that first gulp of a pint or, or you know, a nice bit of whiskey, and then just having pull, pull, just pulling on the cigarette, like. <laughs> <sighs> There's a bit of, like I sent you guys. Sam's like, never. I don't the, think Sam's ever been a, ever smoked, Ross. Uh, Sam, you, you sounds, simply must. You simply it must. Sounds, it sounds great. And I'll, again, speaking of ASMR, <laughs> smoking, smoking, get into it. You see hey, what all the hype's about, there, Ross. That was such a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful hey, sound I, acting. <laughs> oh, honestly, there's a thing like you got. I'll reference Father Ted again, but there's this amazing scene in Father Ted where they're giving up things for Lent, and Father Dougal is given up. Uh, Father Jack's given up drink. Father Dougal's given up rollerblading and Father Ted is giving up fags. <laughs> and there's this amazing bit where, like, you know, it's start, like, starting to get cabin fever, like, the, the cravings start to get to him. And this guy knocks on the door, you know, and he's, like, uh, you know, doing a collection, you know, for a, for a raffle or whatever. And he goes, uh, he goes, oh, Joe, are you smoking? He goes, I sure am, Father. And he, like, ah, and he, like, exhales and then it just spells out lovely fags. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so good and like that honestly that's like uh just when it hits the back of your throat like oh yeah there that's, we go that's oh. straight to the brain hello can, i can confirm now. the his arms hold on i can confirm the his arms is still there it looks like they've built a sainsbury's on the uh on the old ground where they have they've built on that on that waste ground apart yeah where amazing. i used to live yeah I mean, that was um, 12 or 13 years ago that we lived. I remember <laughs> I remember that that was there because 
we were still living there when they got planning permission because I remember the letter coming through the door and immediately thrown it in the post in the bin. Sorry, um, <laughs> saying, put it back like, out through the a... door. Fuck <laughs> 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 it back. Sorry, mate. I'm a student. I don't, you, I don't care about social issues. I don't care if you build shit. a concentration camp across the road because I'm a student and I won't be here in six months. I just thought you had a really now, naive understanding of post. Like I'll just put it back out <laughs> and back it goes. No. Take that, Bill. <laughs> Back it goes. <laughs> what I was going to say, and I've been circling around this fucking drain for half an hour. When we were at the joiners, there was so anyway. one specific occasion, and I cannot remember who was with me, whether it was, it won't have been you, Ross, um, but whether it was you, Sam, or whether it was some of the people I live with, and it was on the, in the afternoon on a weekend, and we went in, and there were these two guys on the pool table, and we said, oh, can we I have... I do remember know, this. I'm sure you know, I was can we Can we have the next game or something? We played a game of doubles with them. And, and we beat them, which I thought was odd because we were pretty shit. Uh, Paddy was all right, but the rest of us were really shite. Um, that checks. Yeah. And anyway, <laughs> and it hadn't even gotten to the point where like they were saying to us, like, you know, they were they, they wanted to put money on it. But the, we went to get a beer and the landlady was like, don't play any more pool with those boys. And we were like, what? And they're like, oh, yeah, they're, 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 you know, I don't think she used the word hustles. I think she said mm. sharks. Says, says, she says, they're, they're sharks, don't play any pool with them, they'll love all your money. Which is a laugh, because we didn't have any money. Um, well, this is the thing, I think the first game... What a was, lovely compliment, you think I've got did, money. <laughs> Do I look like I've got money? <laughs> have I got a monocle in my eye? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the joiner's arms at fucking 1pm on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I haven't got fucking two beans to rub together, love. Did we even, I don't think we even gambled with them did we the first no we game? didn't we didn't get to that point because that's how hustling works is yeah. that you, they you play a few in. games with us convince us that they're like not very good but not like so shit that they're trying to lose convince us that they're not very good and then we'll be like well i'll put a tenner on it and then you win a tenner off them and you think well i'll put 50 quid on it and that's when they make their money See, uh, but is, the landlady obviously a terrible, a terrible gambler because i'd be like 10 pounds brilliant there we go see you i'll lads. see you later the, the worst thing <laughs> that can happen to you as a gambler is if you win your first bet. If you win your first, then you are fucked for life. Yeah. And like, I've, I've got friends, and honestly, you know, like the fruit machines? Do you know what I mean? Where you put it in, you yeah. press, like that are in every pub and you're pressing the button. I've got friends convinced still to this day, they're like, no, no, no. Like, I, like, I've made money from that machine. I'm like, you haven't. You've lost. I, I've seen you where you've asked me for money because you spent all the <laughs> money you planned to use for drinking. We've, we've got a friend who is convinced they have a system to win at roulette. <sighs> That's, that's who is convinced true. convinced that's, that's, they have a system to win at roulette that's, that's unless it's unless true. it's magnets underneath an the intelligent table. individual an intelligent Lovely. man who thinks he can beat roulette yeah and the thing is he's not that good gambling at math. is a real problem he's not that good is, at math roulette is actually <laughs> probably the game that you want to play you want to play games of chance where you don't have like like slot i have just think always... a fucking wild because it's programmed it's programmed it's random. in. Yeah, it's random you, chance. What I want to play, though, it's not. The Hold only on person in the world who's, who's got more money out of a slot machine than I've ever put into a slot machine. I've never once played a game, but I moved two of them and 40 quid fell out of them. Well, there you go. Nice. It's literally, it is literally, slot machines on all, or anything the computers, it's statistically programmed that you're only going to win a certain amount of time. The, the, the machine will not let itself lose money because why the fuck would they design it like that? <laughs> it's they been have built to be open. To make money. They have to be open about the algorithms, and they have to be open about what odd, what odds you've got. But it's madness. It's madness that anyone uses. Anyway, should, I don't want to bring us back to this movie. 
too hastily because I'm enjoying this. But I, I did. We do get to see a little bit of hustling in this with. Um, uh, Can I just? And I hate to derail oh, this, Sam. Like, has anyone actually ever like put a bet on like an actual bet, not like with a mate, but like at a bookies? Uh, no, yes. I've never gambled once in my life. I have. So you've never smoked and you've never gambled, Sam. No. Fuck me, I actually Sam. think. No, I, well, the smoke, the smoking, the smoking is 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 fine. I think gambling is uh, slightly puritanical about it. The reason I am puritanical about it is because there are huge, huge numbers more uh, betting shops in deprived yeah. areas yeah. than there are in rich areas. Yeah. And I think it's an exploitative practice that robs people of Definitely. their hard-earned money. Yes, yes, people enjoy it. Of course, people enjoy it. But it's, but it's an addictive you... substance. Do you know what I mean? It's just without the substance. Yeah, yeah. The but when is, they put it in poor towns, and it tar- but it targets people who know have got doing. who have got the least to lose. Like, yeah. you know, like they need to win. That's part of why poor yeah. people gamble is because it's like a a theoretical way out of being poor that but actually just, like just the lottery. you said that's, the that's, that's quite I've a distinctive way of putting either. it as well like like who've got the least to lose and but or sorry not distinct but it's quite an eloquent way of putting it because it's you know you're not saying that they value it the least but they, they literally have so little do you know what i mean that, <laughs> yeah. that fucking but and and, and I, I, I do you know what sam in that sense in that stance i completely get it um the thing is, like you know, I've done flutters and stuff like that there. Where I actually have another story where I was when I was working on a building site when I was like sixteen, and my brothers were well, like you know, it was the Grand National, and of course again Irish and racehorse and all that there. And me, my oldest brother Jason. <laughs> some, some stereotypes yeah. have a root. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, unfortunately, but my brother Jason was picking horses, and I spent my uh, pay for that weekend because it was weekend work, betting on the same horses he did, and I quadrupled my pay. Now, I would never have done that if I was picking the horses at random, but Jason had a system. And I was like, all right, fuck it, let's do it. Oh. And like, I, I, hey, like I said, I quadrupled my money and I was like, shit. And they're like, do you want to put it on again? Absolutely not. I was like, I'm taking this and running me. I was like, this is mine now. I get this. I'm yeah, done. And, I, and I'm, I am exactly the same. I don't even like gambling in video games. I find it boring. Like, <laughs> yeah. obviously, because it's not real money. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just... But I don't gamble because, I, yes, I'd love the money. I occasionally buy a lottery ticket, but I couldn't do it every week. Yeah, uh, I like. We this is now gamble cast. Gambler, gambler. Release him from your neon claws. So, when I ran a pub, I used to meet all sorts, and this guy um, used to come in. He basically said that like <laughs> he played the lottery every week with the same numbers. He said because he'd been doing it for fifteen years. And if he ever stopped and those numbers ever came yeah, up, he'd kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, genuinely was how he put it. Like, I, I get it. Basically, was, I don't think I could cope with the trauma of if I stop next week and in a month, my numbers come up. Like, yeah. And this is, know. and this is, and this that's is, what they rely on. Hold on a second. This is, this is fucking fun Dermot O'Leary adverts. It yeah. could be you. It could be you. Oh, yeah. What would you do with what? what would hey, you? How? Who would? It's no, 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 only a on, pound, and it's life changing. The worst one. The worst one. The worst. I can't believe they fucking so shamelessly say this. Is who would you? Who would you? Who 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 wins if you win? Oh that yeah. Fucking and me. Yeah. And me. No, 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 that's, no, no, no. Because what it, they're doing, they're manipulating people to say, don't, gam- don't gamble for yourself. Don't yeah. gamble for yourself. Gamble. If not for you, you, do it for your family. 
gamble for your speaking, friends. Speaking who, of gambling, who can't afford problems. who can't afford to buy a house. Gamble yeah. for your brother who's struggling. Like fuck you, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, and that and that's on the BBC. Like we all pay. It's for incredibly that. shit and shady. Um, not even that shady. It's very in the full light. <laughs> yeah, so <it's> literally, um, <laughs> we're not we're not really a gambling family um, as a rule, to be honest. But uh, my mum uh, runs a small charity, and somebody had given them like a like a horse in a race, like a, not it wasn't the Grand National, but something smaller, where like yeah. the horse had Jenny Ruth written on the side of it or whatever, you know, the, what the charity's name written on the side of it. Um, so my mum thought, you know, oh, this will be fun. I'll go online and I'll put a pound on on that horse yeah. in this race, and um, she had to get a new bank card because they thought it was fraud. <laughs> this one one pound bet oh. apparently was so out of character. Her bank were like, "Well, that's obviously not her." Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> they, well, they cancelled all of her cards. But, it uh, took a weeks to sort it out. Last last year's Grand National, there was a horse racing called Dylan Zone, and my mum she put a, a ten year old uh, bet on it uh, to win fifty to one. The fucker won. Wow, good for her. <laughs> like, only because it you was called any, you see, after her grandson. You see any of that, I put Ross. a tenner on that horse, you know? Like, you see any that, of that, Ross, or what? Oh, I might fuck. But that, that sort of betting, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And this is specific to like horse racing, I suppose, or dog racing. But that sort of betting, I can sort of, you know, I, I can live with. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, I like the that name. Flutter, That's a funny name. Like, I'll put a fiver on that, you know? And when it comes to sports, like even sports betting, I think, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's when you don't have a chance to lose. Like the lottery, yeah. you're not going to win. I mean, statistically, you're not going to win. Y- yes, somebody has to win. Yes. But it's very yeah, unlikely. But that's the con, Sam, and it fucking like a- appeals to the human psyche. The hum- it It's the human brain. Because is broken. everybody has this own Truman Show like thing going on in yes. their head where ultimately yes. you're the everyone star. thinks that they're the, they're the most yeah. important person yeah. in the world yeah. on some level. And gambling ads, they fucking like prey on that where they're like, well, yeah. you're the protagonist you. in your own, own internal monologue, so surely that means you must win. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's bullshit. Now, let's move on to the movie in a second, but one last little. What movie? We're talking about gambling, aren't we? Yeah. It's Gamblecast. Yeah. I, 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 I've, been, I've been following Wall Street bets on uh, Reddit because I just think it's just fucking lunacy. There was one the other day where a guy got $100,000 from his dad who died and. She tried to short some, I think it was like Tesla or something, and obviously lost it all, and lost a hundred thousand dollars. And so I, I've been, I've been just kind of like in, curious about. It. So I opened up an account on one of these these stock trading things, and I put fifty grand. No, I didn't. I put I put the <laughs> yeah. lowest possible Sam, amount. Sam and his wife and children are moving into the back of a two thousand and one Citroen Saxo tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I put the lowest amount it would let me, which is two pounds and uh put it onto the lowest uh, stock that i could find which was the money supermarket stock the martin lewis one now i put it on that and i thought well fuck it and see what happens it's not you know he's got not 10 or 12 pence either way it's damn i'm losing it now a little bit but what makes me laugh is that if you i had a look at martin lewis's twitter account and you can kind of see the ups and downs vaguely relating to when he fucking tweets i mean it really is yeah, it's it's lunacy Sam, it's you, lunacy. Got, you got a system what, you got a system stocks and like money? in the gas companies no no in the, in no in the Mar- the martin lewis's website money supermarket when he tweets something like big oh i'm 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 announcing this thing it goes up and you think well 
so, so what are we doing? And and actually, what it what it makes me think is that this two pound bet, it's just fucking gambling as well. And the entire economy, everything is constructed in the fact that people are just gambling, but they're not gambling for sports. They're not gambling with horses or anything like that. They're literally gambling on, money. on just on, on on the existence of money. So and we're all that we're all going to just live in this world where gambling is the foundation of our economy. We're going to go down the, ra- is... the rabbit hole now because I think that's the next, or not the next, but that's the current thing now that people that that the con the con artists are trying to lure people in with. Because prior to that, like you know, it was the lotto, and prior to that, it was. You know, all the the gambling, the bookies, and now it's oh, you want to be an investor, bro? You know, in your yeah. uh, you know prior to this it was the crypto, yeah, yeah, but bit crypto and all there, but like you have these personalities now, and they're, they're very prevalent on things like you know Instagram and TikTok and all, and they're doing these things like hey, you know, you can be rich and have a, a, and it's the term passive income, you know, like. Passive these income. are the fucking dickheads. Like, all you need to do is invest like two thousand dollars, and you're like, and you go on these people's profiles, and like, what they link to a webinar that they charge for, to, and you're like, these, yeah. honestly, and it's going to prey on people because I think everyone's desperate. Our, our, everyone's our, well, to, everyone's, everyone's desperate, and our generation is one of the last few generations that might be able to buy a home. Sorry, Dave, not not mean to. I, I didn't expect the podcast to take this turn, by the way. Um, <laughs> and so, and like you say, some more people like Again, are getting desperate. What do I need a home for? To store my wife and kids in? <laughs> <laughs> but to store know, them. The, yes. the, 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 this and later generations need something that they can ha- place value in, and, and and this is where people I think are going to be taken advantage of is like investing crypto and Bitcoin. I mean, you see Elon Musk, Musk the cunt fucking buying Twitter, and you know and now you have to have now you got to pay eight dollars a month for a, a an authentic blue tick. On your account, I mean, get fucked. Down from twenty dollars. I think it's, I think it's pretty, pretty adorable, Ross, that you think our generation can afford to buy houses. No, no, <laughs> I, uh, no, that's 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 like, mischaracterization. I said our generation is one of the last few that might be able to buy houses. I'm not saying. Right, every, I'm sorry, not saying yeah, everyone. Apologise. That's yeah. perfectly accurate. Yeah. Perfectly yeah. Accurate. So, but all, all of all of this, I just think it goes it goes to the it goes to the uh, to try and drag this back to the movie just ever so slightly. <laughs> What movie? Tonight <laughs> we riot. Who we're talking to? Burn it all! It goes, it goes to the relatively low stakes of this film because we're not talking about tens of thousands. We're talking about a couple of grand. We're talking about five hundred dollars. Like I think the figure the 80s, that uh, Newman chucks out is like they can maybe make like five six grand on the way to the tournament. Yeah, yeah, and then and, and the big, and the big right, bet the 80s, at the end. More, but. The big bet at the end, where um, which again is another like uh, one-two punch in this movie that, um, like we talked about the bit where he grabs Carmen and shakes her, like that's a big like oh my god this this movie's yeah. got like yeah some 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 character to it uh, is the scene where it's the victory celebration Newman Paul Newman's beaten Tom Cruise and he's in his hotel room sipping champagne with his missus he's back you know he's on top of the world devastating and Tom Cruise comes in and tells him that. He, I love he the dumped. term. He, he, no, he, he dumped on him was the term he uses. That's the actual line. <laughs> I dumped on you, and I'm like, yeah, and you just fucking did it again with an envelope full of eight grand in cash. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, and again, this movie was like a. You were slightly behind me, Sam, watching this, but this this was a real scene where I was like, wow, this that is a really powerful scene. But again, not necessarily because it's like you know. 
the fucking 14 9-11s we get in every Transformers film. But, like, it's... <laughs> do you know what I mean, though? It's not... This is a really emotional... Like, I think this no. is as powerful as There's a 14 9-11s no. Mar- um, Marvel scene. I really do. This is, as this is a mere... This is a mere point three on the on the nine eleven scale, but it's effective in that point, isn't it? Because it, I, it's I was emotionally ex- brutal. I was expecting because you just understand that he's like he's crushed. He's crushed because I, I thought he was back. What I was and when he says though, you really are very good is like it's like you telling Ross that he really some he really picked a good movie this week. It's oh, exactly fuck a fuck you, Div. <laughs> Oh. No, I was saying, I was no. saying, it's like you know what? I was actually, you. I was thinking, oh, you know, I'm gonna go like, oh, looks like I said the Ross movie aren't so bad. I was you know what? No, because we're not gonna stoop that low. And then Dave comes in, oh, Ross, yeah, yeah, Ross, Ross, Ross. If you're listening to me, are you not I was missing on your the point side. That I'm there. the one who did this. I'm the one who did this. Sam from the did start. that. I'm saying Sam did that. Shit. Did yeah. you not get that? But the fact that you're suggesting that on some level suggests that you agree with Sam. No. No. I've already I've already stated for the record that I don't agree with that. I've, 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 I've already dug myself a hole, so the only thing I can do is keep digging. I think, I think we can go really help, Ross, if you could listen to the words that are being said around you, because I know that you're googling something right now. Uh, <laughs> but, I can see you, Dave. Dave, but your 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 point though is spot on because what 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 we end up in what we end up in is is it's low stakes. It's about Paul, but it's meaningful. It's meaningful, and that's why I think all throughout this movie is that we managed to take something that doesn't really matter you know and we managed to take yeah it's like a bit of a white guy pursuit but but we make it meaningful and that's where i think the the writing i think scorsese like we could probably talk another hour just about some of the great shots in this but we we get so much we're, we're so immersed like we're so many close-ups so many real yeah. like full frame shots of people's faces the editing is snappy it moves along we also get moments where we linger, nice static shots. You know, there's lots. Of, all of this serves to make what is actually a fairly mundane world, full of pretty mundane, boring people playing fucking pool, into something that is about more than that. It's about having confidence and re, mm. you know getting your mojo back. All this other stuff we've discussed. Well, it's that's clever because I mean, that's clever. it's effective because it matters to the characters that we're yes. watching. I, I will say, and like, I ju- think it's just just for a little guilty pleasure. I will say that, like, I, you know, it's a two-hour run. I would have liked to see at least one or two more hustles. Do you know? Because I mean? you have one that's called Two Brothers and a Stranger. You oh, know, and then yes. you see Akira. I would have loved to see just a couple more. Like, you know, okay, this is the. You know the, the the rat trap and the goose. You know, and then and then they do it. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. give me give me an Ocean Eleven style scene with. <laughs> but they but they achieve they achieve they achieve in three minutes. You know, done. Yeah. Do you guys remember the um, the British show Hustle? I do. I guess give me exactly that. And that, oh, that is yes. that movie that has like oh, that movie that TV show which has built this kind of like um, this law, this hustling law. Yeah, like it's like they are they are Shaolin monks of hustling, <laughs> and they are like they yeah. really are. They are calling back on like oh, you know that's the old two finger, is it? Oh right, mate. <laughs> oh yeah, it was you know it tells you when it was invented and, and sometimes it has like old timey like oh yeah, yeah the reenactment yes, played in the yes, background yes. like flashbacks and they're all in stupid costumes. Um, <sighs> like I do know what you mean, Ross, but ultimately I think this movie kind of isn't cons- and because it I don't no, think it's Scott, not. I don't no, think Scott says he's interested in it. 
No. So, I like, it's, what it, we're interested in is the pool and the emotional through line in this movie. And they're interested in the mood and the tone and the feel. And that's also what that's... This is classic Scorsese, isn't it? This is classic, like, just... It, this film is dripping with coolness. Mm. And it's sexy as fuck. Like, all of it, everything is just about... It's, it, it, it's, it's that real... Um, single-mindedness that Scorsese brings. I mean, like, all of his movies have this... It's all there. Everything is there to serve whatever we are supposed to be feeling yep. at this time. The soundtrack in this is great. Classic, like, diegetic... Uh, non, non-diegetic? Diegetic? Non-diegetic um, soundtrack <laughs> where it's just overlaid on top of it and we just... There's just music all the time running yep. through entire scenes because it's about making us feel what the director wants. And I just don't think what you're suggesting supports that feeling of sexy coolness. And completely reasonable. Scotch. Completely reasonable, but I still would have. But I want to see more of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see more of this universe. One of the things I was just going to raise, Sam, because that, like, that, that soundtrack you're doing, like, bam, 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 like, obviously that's Wheels and the Legman from American Dad. And then that just sparked <laughs> to me. That, that sparked to me no then, like, you guys caught that reference, like, from American Dad, where, like, Roger's a pool hustler, and you have that scene in American you Dad. You hustling me, boy? Where, where he, yeah, he rips up the felt and he turns to the guy, you hustling me, boy? <laughs> <laughs> that's a great joke oh man let's talk let's talk again about another one of my f- I love I love all the Paul Newman fucking taking it for a walk scenes in this movie mm. and the, another great one is the Forrest Whitaker scene and we've joked about Forrest Whitaker obviously um, the patron saint of the Imaginary Movie Podcast I hope him and his wife sort it out but <laughs> like this scene where um, you've got Paul Newman <laughs> And he's doing this thing, and he says, and he says to him, and he's uh, Forrest Whitaker, and I think he's Whitaker's so good, and he's just chilled out and relaxed, but obviously he sees that a little bit nervous. He goes, "Are you a hustler? Are you hustling me?" Yeah. And it's not like the American, it's not like the American Dad joke where he's doing like a fucking Texas accent, like Are "You hustling me? <laughs> you hustling boy? me, boy?" <laughs> no, he's just like he's just asking him, because he's worried. You can see him sweating, and like he's losing money, and he's like, and he wants, he wants this guy to tell him, he, you know, that. He is hustling him. He wants the confirmation that this guy is better than him because obviously earlier on he was riding on that high of I'm better than this guy. I'm back. I can still play pool. I can still fucking game. I can still play. Yeah. And then him just being like, no, it's all right, man. No, no, don't worry about it. If you don't, hold on. I don't want to part. I want to fall out because he's a hustler. He doesn't want to get beaten up. He doesn't want to have See, a fight. I, I think like, I, th- I took as the opposite. I thought he like he didn't want him to be a hustler because if he was, he fell right into the trap because you yeah, see that like after the game says, he's like he's like he says I've had I had a little bit too much to drink and he says and if I did he says I would have seen those obvious signs do you know what I mean so like when he's like you know because he asked him like four times like are you a hustler and like Forrest Whitaker tries to play it off and he's like and he says it a more serious time are you hustling me and then Forrest was like what you don't want to pay me and then like stops dead are you hustling me and he's and that, and that Whitaker knows then oh what you're not going to pay me. Like he knows he's rumbled then, and like Newman doesn't give a shit. Yeah. But he's he's not angry that he lost. He's angry that he got taken for a ride and he let it happen. Yeah, but we, the audience, in theory at least, we knew that Forrest Whitaker was a hustler because yeah. we heard the barman call him when Paul Newman first walks into the bar and gets his pool cue out and has his first game where he wins and he wins some money off somebody. You Fuck, see the barman yeah, pick up the phone yeah. and say, and he's, you hear him say, "You need to get down here." Basically, wow. I've got a live one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 
there's enough time elapses between that happening and the Forest Whitaker arriving that you've kind of forgotten. Yes, and again, this yeah. is where this movie really is astounding. Again, it's a good use of setup and payoff. Forrest Whitaker hustled us. He hustled us. The <laughs> I didn't see this coming. I don't know, maybe that's just. I didn't. His I didn't poor see. Poor wife is worried sick. <laughs> we joke. Just guys. go home, Forrest. Want to be married to a cop who's out there hustling in CD bars? <laughs> they got divorced. Forrest Whitaker and his wife got divorced fairly recently. Just want to. 2018. After 22 She's years, definitely of not going to fuck him now. So Jesus to God, we are we we're joking about this, but for, we need to we need to look after Forrest Whitaker. I think we need maybe need to go around his house. Someone should check on. Make him. sure he's okay. You okay, Forrest? <laughs> Buddy, um, I'm sure he can sit. You hustling me? Academy Award. <laughs> you hustling me, Forrest? <laughs> you hustling me, boss? <laughs> Knock on his door. You hustling me? Right. So next, we're going to talk about the next silliest, and that I was, was, I was losing my. I was losing my mind uh, when this scene happened. He started you know, swimming and he's having an eye test. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, not because it's bad, but because it comes out of fucking nowhere. Oh. And I was like, can I ask you a question? What? Tom can Cruise is out of the movie. Just one second, Sam. Tom Cruise is <clears throat> out of the movie. We're at the fucking OAP swim and you're having an eye test. <laughs> See, and I, that's the movie. What I are we doing? Have, Why I are we playing pool? For that. I have an explanation for that, and it comes from that uh, one of the first pool hall scenes, where they're on the road and they go into a pool hall and they're like, "We're going to set up here," and Newman and Cruz are going to begin to play, and Newman says, "What did they saw the legs off these things?" and and he's like, you know, he, he has a sore back from bending over the table, and then basically he goes through the swimming thing to strengthen like his core muscles so he can bend over the pool table easier. Yeah, I got it. Boom. I got it. So, but it's oh. like. Well, I, it just I didn't comes get, out of nowhere. I, I think didn't the get film it, just pivots my, so quickly. My, my question was, how many times it, can you think of a movie having having someone's eyes tested? Like, <laughs> have you ever, ever, ever seen that in a movie? I'm tr- I was trying to think back. I was like, is there a single film that that has the the whole process, the whole process of like better or worse? <laughs> It's kind of like the inverse of the Rocky training model. It goes on for so long. Like you've got, Better? You've got Rocky punching Forwards. a cow and like getting really swole. And then you've got Paul Newman having an eye test. Better? Or worse? Just the same. That's fine. Better? you got the eye of the tiger. You hustling me, optician? Better? <laughs> worse. <laughs> and Janelle's like, not everyone is hustling you. <laughs> And it's so weird, and it's just him, and it's in—it's not even in like one of the first pool halls. It's like one of the on-the-road pool halls. Like he stayed yeah. in whatever town they're in, and he's just like because it's his mate who's there. And it's—and I really like the scene we, we, once we get past the opticians bit, and he starts to win a bit. He starts to get his mojo back. Yeah. He decides he's going to go and play in the big tournament. This is all like classic, well-worn like cinema tropes, but it's just that cut to the eye test was like. I was at screaming in the house. Like, what it could are have we, been. What it, are we it, doing? I think all of this could have been a montage, couldn't it? We could have a montage of him, like you know, <laughs> try trying that, trying to get his own thing back, and maybe he starts off and drinking and realizes he needs to do more press ups for some reason <laughs> or whatever. We more we or, or less do get a montage, Sam. There's no dialogue. No, I know, but I just think we cut it down, cut it down, and maybe we could just have that in a, in. in I like twelve it. seconds. I liked it. I did. Um... Yeah. Also, let's talk uh, another another just couple things just to just to tidy up. Some of the some of the cinematography of this movie is just wild. We talked about it 
in in briefly but there's one scene where they're playing and we get to see um we get to see like this i'm just showing you on the screen now so you can see what i mean but we're kind of spinning around while we watch paul newman's face overlaid on oh, the yeah. on the on cruise play and, and it's and and it it's just it's just amazing it's an amazing and it works so so well but i just think you what are you doing like the 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 it's an extraordinarily it's like a very old school type of filmmaking it feels like a really really old school type of filmmaking i'd be interested to know um i, I might i'm probably going to watch the hustle this week i think it's a rental i'd like to as well uh, but uh i'd be interested to know what the shots look like in that movie because i feel like obviously that must have been a hard sell in the eighties. Like, yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get Paul Newman and that new that new kid Tom Cruise, and they're yes. gonna play pool in a poorly lit room for the whole movie. And you're like, ah. well, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about when this came out in nineteen eighty six. Anyone know another movie that came out in nineteen eighty six starring Tom Cruise? Cocktail, cocktail, Tom. Uh, uh, Top Gun, yeah, absolutely. Oh, shit. So, oh, Top Gun. <laughs> sorry, Top Gun. Oh, what did you say? <laughs> shit, we we both said cocktail, the same <laughs> thing, and Sam's there. Didn't hear what you said. Yeah, it's Top Gun. <laughs> I just heard, I just heard a two-syllable. Boom, boom. So Tom, uh, Tom Cruise, Top Gun came out, and before this, in the same year, and uh, the budget for. Um, for, for for Top Gun, fifteen million. The budget for Color of Money, fifteen million. Except this made fifty two, and uh, Top Gun made three hundred odd or whatever it was. Obviously, very different movies. But what it shows, I think, is that this is a this is m- much less of a. Uh, 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 it's it's not a popcorn movie, is it? It's, it is. It does actually require you, I think to have a little bit more patience and to be just be happy to be in that world like we are you know the, the scorsese level we're not like maybe peak scorsese we're another 10 years away in the 90s but it's quite a i think i don't i'm not sure it's like cerebral but it's it is as we said it's a film that demands you to think it demands you to interpret it demands you to have opinions about what's going on you can't just sit there and passively watch this like you can with top gun mm. which is just you know kind of all sugar uh, all the time and that's fine, but I just think it's I I just think it's really interesting how we get the same Tom Cruise. Basically, he's doing his thing, and my God, he is just the most charismatic actor I think we've oh. ever seen. He is he he's is doing off a lot the of good charts. hair acting in this movie. The hair is the, uh, no. It starts I, I, off like it starts off like your Tom Cruise. Hold Tom on, Cruise let's hair. we we we've got to praise Cruise here. I'm, I'm, am I am I the only one who just thinks he is? electric in this yes he's over I, I, no no I, I i would agree with you sam i mean i think as well like i mean a part of this decision has to be when you're starring alongside paul newman the audience is going to be gravitated towards newman because you know he demands your attention so i think tom cruise has to bring that level of energy and enthusiasm and fucking righteous you know uh performance so that so that he's remembered that he's in the movie at all otherwise it's just like remember that movie with paul newman and some other upstart who wouldn't shut his goddamn mouth i think controversial take here i think tom cruise is the third best actor in this movie and i don't even think it's close i i think he's good don't get me wrong and i think he's doing a lot of those tom cruise things that he does i think to a lot greater effect in 
you know, Top Gun especially, but a lot yeah. of other things as well, Risky Business and Cocktail and all the Tom Cruise classics. Like, there's a reason this doesn't come to mind when you think of, like, the best Tom Cruise movies. Even though this movie is great, is because he's kind of a ba- he's kind of a really, like, supporting, supporting character. And I think that's the way that the movie's written. And I'm not arguing that he's bad in this at all. I don't think that it's difficult to argue that Tom Cruise is bad in anything. No, no. I think he's a distant third, I think. Um, Mastrastiano, yeah. Paul Newman and uh, Master... Mastrantonio. Mastrantonio, there we go. Mastrantonio. Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Are phenomenal, phenomenally good and like absolute powerhouses in this movie. And obviously a lot of that's the direction. I don't think Mastrantonio did much else. Um, obviously, Tom Cruise went on to be the biggest actor ever and Paul uh, Newman was was the biggest actor ever, mm. you know, relatively. Um, Still working but, TV shows. So I am praising... I, I want to praise Cruise, but at the same time, like, he's the one performance that I ca- kind of think you could replace with almost anyone who's, well, like, I a see, decent I don't know. I, I think... I think you're right that he's probably the third best actor, but what I'm talking about is charisma. What I'm talking about is just that magnetic. And and, mm. and that's what I think is really interesting when you you watch earlier films. And this is, you know, he's he's done quite a lot of this. Maybe he's like manic, Risky Business. He but he's manic. It's the same manic feeling that we get in... Um, a Few other, Good Men. That's a, a Dave courtroom drama. That, that you mentioned earlier. Like, we get lots of that same feel. In A Few Good Men, it doesn't really work because it's too much and it the context it's jarring fit. isn't it but in this where he's supposed to be young cocky and fresh i think it's fantastic it's i i think you're right that um that the you know that the other two leads are probably bringing better acting chops and they're probably understand like what their role is as actors yeah a little and i don't better. want to downplay what you guys were saying i just no, i no. just feel like we're there's a reason agreeing. that this isn't like a top yeah. five tom cruise movie yeah yeah. Even though this must be one of the better movies Tom Cruise has ever appeared in, I just don't think it's like it. It's not a Tom Cruise movie. It's a Paul Newman movie. Yeah. Um, well, now, you shit first. all over my trivia, Sam, a little bit by uh, obviously <sighs> reading out all the budgets and things, which I asked you not to do in advance. You didn't specifically <laughs> ask me not to do that. I, I didn't I, look I, at I, any trivia in this. I didn't. You didn't. You didn't say avoid the budgets. I just knew that. That's the trivia. <laughs> I just had that information. Anyway. I do have some things. I do have some things. Can we get the music? I just, I said we, I said we circle back to the hair. This is Paul Newman's obviously like he's in his sixties. He's not got a lot of good hair left. Um, Master, Master Tronio. <laughs> I know. I've got a quiz. Let's all, let's all guess. No, I've got a quiz. I've got, I've got questions. Well, no, I'm just saying. Get let's all to guess, it. Uh, <laughs> how, how, how we pronounce her name? Let's all guess. And Carbon from this movie. Um, obviously has massive 80s hair, uh, like phenomenally large 80s hair. You in the hair, hair Dave. Uh, which is doing it for me, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but, yeah. Cruise's hair. But Tom Cruise's hair in the final, like, the final act when they're at the, the, the hotel in Atlantic City, like, that's a fucking, we need sets of stepladders to it, get this hair. It reminds off. me, you know Scrubs? If Tom Cruise is over five foot six. You know Scrubs? You know that episode where JD gets a hermit? <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. The sheer volume. It's so big. It's like it's like going out in like a triangle and it's like yeah. it's like cartoon right, hair. He's got cartoon hair. Let's get back to the quiz. Alright, Sam, music. Right, it's music. Mastrantonio. Oh. Mastrantonio. Mastrantonio. Right, so Mastrantonio. I've got some questions. Uh, which you guys have already kind of fucked a little bit. My first question was gonna be what was Paul Newman's last role? Um I think you guys have already mentioned Cars. It. Duck Hudson. It was cars. 
died in 2008. Um, which, which actor from this movie did a voice on The Simpsons? It's got to be Paul Newman, surely. Ross? Tom, Tom, uh, yeah, it has Tom to be Paul Newman. too crazy. It's too crazy. It is Paul, it is Paul Newman. No one else in this cast has ever done a Simpsons voice. I was quite surprised to learn that I'm Tom Cruise has I'm surprised Tom Cruise hasn't done it. Yeah, same. I am surprised. I think he's maybe a little bit too, like... Scientology. Full of himself, yeah. <laughs> it's literally Scientology. That's the answer. <laughs> Next. It's every time. That's why. Right. There's right. the charisma. There are, there are two actors in this movie who've won Academy Awards. Newman and Cruise. Scorsese. Newman, yep. Scorsese's a director. Oh, Cruz. So there's two actors. Um, well, New yeah, Newman has surely, and yeah, as, as, I don't think Cruz has won. Has Cruz won this category? I don't think he has. Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Ah, of course. Well done. Oh. But I wasn't thinking of him. Four actors in this movie have been nominated for an Academy Award. So obviously Newman and Whitaker got nominated and won for other other performances. In fact, Newman won for this movie. Um, yes. In a bit of a contentious win, uh, where basically they thought, well, he's never won once, so we'll give him one. So who are the other two actors in this movie who've been nominated for Academy Awards? Uh, Cruz has been nominated. Oh, sure. Cruz has been nominated, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Whitaker. Um, no, Whitaker won one. So, but he had to be nominated yeah, to win, He won right? one for The Last King of Scotland in 2000. Yeah, yeah, but because he's won, he's, we know he's been nominated. So, one so he's limited. Okay, right. One. Okay. Um, Master Antonio? It is Master Antonio. Wow. Um, and it was for this movie. Wow. And she didn't win. Best Supporting Actress. Oh, that's a shame. But it's a, uh, which it's I thought a, was interesting that this movie, like, obviously I didn't have a deep dive into all the movies that won in 86, but, like, I thought it was interesting that that was the only nomination she ever had. Like I said, not a hugely like illustrious career. Um, yeah, I was surprised to know Paul Newman was nominated for ten Oscars and he won one. He won one. It's been a hard year. Yeah. Uh, bonus, bonus, bonus points. If anyone can name any of the three movies that Tom Cruise was nominated for an Oscar for that he didn't win. Cocktail. No, <laughs> still not cocktail. Top Gun. <laughs> it's not Top Gun. Um, uh, Vanilla Sky. No. What? Two of them are for best actor, and one of them is for best supporting actor. Oh, I'm surprised. Fucking by it. Tropic Thunder. Definitely not. <laughs> are what you mental? Fuck? <laughs> are you clinically insane? Well, I can explain that, but I'll do it another. Yes, time. you're a no. moron. No. Don't. Don't. <laughs> What about... So the answers um, are... Uh, go on. Hold on, hold on. What about Jerry Maguire? Jerry Maguire! Bing, bing, yes. bing, can you, not, bing. can you not read off a list, Sam? Please, thanks, bud. <laughs> I'm not reading off a list. I'm going go on, on through his fucking is CV. Is fixed? Is that, is that how I give Sam the answers in advance? I'm thinking, what's a worthy Tom Cruise movie? Bullshit. He doesn't have many. He doesn't have many worthy Tom Cruise movies. He's, no, he's a bit because of a I think Tom popcorn. Cruise is a really good, influential actor... But I don't think Tom Cruise is a sort of actor who does a lot of Oscar movies. Edge of even, Tomorrow? Even... No. Okay. Jesus, Ross. I'm just trying, to, I'm just trying to think There's of Tom two. Cruise movies. Has anyone got any more guesses no. before I just tell you what they are? No, no, no. Yeah. So it's Magnolia, which, which he was uh, nominated for Best Supporting there Actor. There it is. There is. Big There's ensemble no movie. movie. Yeah, worthy. Born on the 4th of July, which I haven't seen. No, I haven't Never seen. even heard of it. 
What year did Paul Newman die? I've already told you this, so you should know it. 2008. Ah, yes, I got it first. I was really hoping yes. to catch you out there. I was really, first. really hoping to but catch you out. You did out. not get it first, Sam. I was clearly <laughs> I in there. Absolutely did. The audio will vindicate me. But I don't think it will. What year did Paul Newman die? I've already told you this, so you should know it. 2008. Or I will edit it first. to make sure it, there <laughs> it, it is. does. We should keep track of these scores. I mean, I've already not kept track of We're these not scores. <laughs> we keep track of these scores for future episodes so I can love, announce. I love this quiz. I ahead. love the quiz format, Dave. I love this. Well, is I was that... trying to be more organised this week, but then obviously the cars thing was the one I thought I was going to get you with. Um, nope. And then the other one was... Ross has watched the... too many kids' movies. There was a posthumous performance from Paul Newman in 2017. Guess what that was? Cars 3? Cars 2, where they cut his voice together. But that um, wasn't 2017, was it? How respectful. How respectful. These archive footage, and I was like, oh, so we're just, you know, robot. Are you sure movie. it's Cars was 2? It Cars 3 or Cars 2? 2017 seems very late for Cars 2. Cars 2 was probably 10, 11. Yeah, it must be Cars 3. So I was well, this right. Is an interesting podcast. Yeah, it was Cars 3. So I, I right. apologise to our. Um... I was right. Ross is right. Ross is right. This is embarrassing for me. This is embarrassing. Anyone you hustling me, Dave? Anything? Anything <laughs> you hustling me, boy? Um, oh, oh! Last question. Last question. Paul, um, Tom Cruise apparently. This is the most Tom Cruise fucking story ever. Tom Cruise apparently did most of the stunts in this movie the pool shots in this movie he learnt to play pool for this movie I believe that He's a fucking... I believe that yeah I, I believe that Tom Cruise believes it um, <laughs> honestly everything he's like oh I learnt how to do fucking taekwondo at a black belt level just is, for this one movie is there a question cost seven million dollars he's an absolute madman he really is he's he? someone who's really like believes in his own hype now there's one shot in this movie which he could not do or rather uh, apparently Scorsese says he thinks Tom Cruise could have done it, but they did not have the time because this film shot in 49 days. They did not have the time for him to learn how to do it. There's one particular shot, and it's late on. It's at the pool tournament that he does. Can we remember what it is? Something to do, like it, like a trick shot. It'd be some kind of trick shot, wouldn't it? <laughs> but Because actually I was impressed by how well Newman and Cruise, quite clearly doing it, managed to get him in. How many takes? You know, I could do that with a thousand, a thousand goes. No, it's not even I, I, think, I think it's like a trick shot where he chips it or he has to... Like... It's, it is, it's the chip shot where he chips it. It's oh. sat nestled between two balls and he chips it somehow from... Like, I wouldn't even be able to get a cue in. And he chips it out from in between the two balls off on back onto the table and it rolls and pops the, the, the nine uh, or somehow. And that's the one shot where, uh, like I said, Scorsese apparently says that Cruz... He thinks Cruz could have done it. But again, this is very much like Tom Cruise propaganda, which is like, I'm the best possible athlete, etc. Yeah. in the world. To I be fair, though, some, of, the, some of his shots were incredible. Like, you see the camera, like, it was... I think he's a guy. Face. I think he's a guy who's up for, like, any physical challenge on set. I just yeah. think that, like... Yeah, they were he, right to say it's not he, worth He's way too easy to believe. I can do that. Teaching you to do this. <laughs> I can do that. I'm a millionaire. I can do what I like. Tom, we've got people here who have to go home to their families. We cannot afford nine hours on this shot, Tom. Yeah. He does. He does too many of those stunts. Just let the stunt people do it. You so must yeah, risk, it's it's like risk that, um, everyone's. It's a bit What's like that? that scene in Spider-Man where um, 
Tobey Maguire catches all those things on the dinner tray. It's a bit like that where you're like, would that shot have suffered if you'd just fucking done it as an effect shot? Like, would it have been any different if you just... Actually, it would have been because you just saved fucking like 15 days of shooting. Yeah. (laughs) God almighty. The narcissist Tom Cruise. Well, is that the end of the quiz? Final thoughts? Am I... uh, Did I win? That's what I thought was important. No, of course not. You did statistically win. He no. did because he got one of the movies, and those were bonus, bonus, bonus points for us. Yes, which I'm looking at my points. translation right here means that Sam wins. Fuck you, Ross. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, mm, recount. I don't think so. I don't think that's right. <laughs> there was no original Stop count, Ross, so therefore there can't be a recount. <laughs> I don't think that's right. I don't think that doesn't sound. Literally, right. literally, you can't recount something I didn't count the first time. Um, mm, mm, mm. Now, my final thoughts are. This was an absolute banger of a movie. Um, I really, really enjoyed this. Uh, like, I, I love doing good movies. I love doing slow movies like this. I love 40-minute tangents when we talk about smoking. <laughs> I, mean, I love all of that. And gambling. Smoke, <laughs> and how gamble. And shit. This is the measure of a good podcast, is that we're not looking at the clock. <laughs> going, well, fuck it, let's get out of here. We're nothing else to talk about. We've read through all the trivia items. <laughs> we could go longer. I've got 40 minutes on CD American hotels, motels. Yep. And I've got a new We haven't got time. On, on, uh, on, on some of the shots. Well, have have a good ramble cast, really guys. Let me know how that goes. Really looking forward to yeah. hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your final thoughts then, Ross? Do you feel vindicated? I, finally, I, you know finally, what? I, I, I do. And I, I'm relieved that you guys are, oh, this is a good movie. But also, you know, fuck Ross movie, the term. But I was actually a bit relieved, you know, watching it again. And I was like, oh, actually, this does hold up. It still stands out. I feel like, you know, that the third act is missing. But that, I think that's what Scorsese wants you to fucking experience, you know. And it's not so much all is lost as, like, this is still going. This is, you know, just, just people's lives. Do you think, Ross, do you think that obviously you watched this at quite a young age, really? Yeah. Do you think that maybe, like, you enjoyed it so much more as a nine-year-old? Because, like, that seems to be the consensus is that you, this wasn't as good as you remembered it being. No, no, no. What I mean to say is, I expect it. I actually expected it to be worse. And like my nine year old self, like, oh, what was I thinking? But I, I really did enjoy it. But I just thought, as as a standard movie, it still holds up really well. But it's just that second, third act sort of meld amalgamation melding together. Um, and I, you know, and maybe like because you're like you're looking at it a bit more analytically than you were as a nine year old. Whereas as a nine year old, you're just me, in and enjoying it because it's a thing happening. I think for me, in terms of standard movies, well, it's having like I said, you know, you know, one or two more scenes of the hustles happening, just so you can get you feel a bit more satisfied that oh, Tom Cruise is learning, and now Paul Newman's going to do his own thing. I th- you know, but, but, but that's not the movie. That's not the movie, though. I could just imagine you watching Goodfellas and being like, yeah, but I really wish they. Dude, that's that's what I was thinking. You need that sort of that part of Goodfellas where like everything's great. You're a fucking criminal scumbag, but life's fantastic, and that's what you want. You want you want that little section of before it all turns to shit. You know. It's a very good point. We've done quite I, a lot of I, uh, quite I a lot of Scorsese agree. movies for this podcast. Quite a lot of the non like massive Scorsese movies. We've done this and Cape Fear. Oh yeah, <laughs> because because we're predictable fucking white guys who love Scorsese movies. Not a nineties movie though. We haven't done Shutter Island True. and Goodfellas and The Departed and Wolf of Wall Street. We've done like this forgotten eighties movies he did. 
these like movies he was doing yeah like you're quite, welcome I think he's come out and said since this is a movie he made like to make a paycheck he was kind of just like a gun for hire for this movie this yeah. wasn't a passion project this was just a hey you want to make fucking two million bucks great come on or however much he made you know and that's fun isn't it and that's fun and i think it shows the strength of scorsese it shows his ability to be able to take whatever he's given and transform it into something that is kind of more than the sum of its parts but <laughs> i feel like if you give me paul newman and tom cruise i could probably make a pretty decent movie well that's exactly what i was saying the parts <laughs> in this the parts in this movie are pretty damn good and uh Mastrosiano, or the whole thing is just is it, you know what it is it's sumptuous you just feel just i just yeah mm, love it. smoke, smoke. <laughs> <laughs> well done ross pick a good movie yeah maybe you guys should try it next time you know what i mean like I said, my shoulders are getting a bit Josh, sore, lads. To be clear, I'm not complimenting you. You haven't really grasped this, I don't think yet. I'm not complimenting you. Sam, I'm I am, Stop it. All right? It's a, it's, Sam, it's, it's not on, even man. a backhand insult. Listen, I, I get it. I get it. You, because... yeah, you love me, all right? I'm, I'm awesome. I get it. You keep... You keep it's Sam, man, your... come on. This is enough, Thanks. all right? Stop it. I look forward to whatever trash you deliver us to us next. <laughs>